welcome to He Said, She Said, where faith intersects with culture. With your favorite father and daughter duo, David and Natalie Domina. The dynamic duo. Well, our quote for the day is actually from the Bible. It's an NIV, NIV translation, Matthew 6, 9 through 10. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and you will soon see why we gave you this passage of scripture for our quote for the day. Yes. So we're going to introduce ourselves, since this is our first podcast. I am David Domina. I am a husband, a father, and a papa, a new <laughs> papa, about a year and a half. Um, I had a little granddaughter. Her name is Ada, and no, I didn't had. I have a little granddaughter. Her name one. is Ada. She's wonderful. Um, I have a construction background. I'm a real estate investor and entrepreneur, a spir- spiritual advisor, a pastor. Uh, I have a BA in communications with a concentration in broadcast communication and a minor in psychology. And some of my interests, because I'm sure all of you are very curious about what my interests are. <laughs> of course. Um, hunting, fishing, snowboarding recently, uh, which got slightly delayed last year because I broke my arm snowboarding. Uh, woodworking, politics, American history is something um, more recent interest. Biblical study, and I love reading books and more good books. And now a recent interest, starting a podcast with my lovely daughter with her babushka? Babushka, no, babushka. Grandmother. Oh, that's a good, that's a grandmother. You I think it's grandmother in Russian. Right. I might well, be wrong. I don't think you have a grandmother on your head. <laughs> Not yet. Let's wait a few years. Okay, well... But yes, I am Natalie. I am his one and only daughter, but also his favorite child. I am working on finishing my favorite daughter, finishing my BA in social work, and I'm planning on getting my MPA in public administration. Currently a waitress at Texas Roadhouse. We have the best bread. You can come visit me whenever you want. So awesome, the bread. Very good. Um, I am a director of an inner city outreach center called Tacoma House. I'm very involved in community outreach. And last but certainly not least, um, I am starting a podcast as my dad's favorite child. Some of my interests are I'm an artist. I love to travel. Um, I love learning and working on sustainable missions, learning and talking about all things controversial, which is why I'm very excited to be starting this podcast with my father. That'd be me. That'd be you. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to keep clarifying this. You're not my favorite child. <laughs> You're all my favorite children. You're my favorite daughter. Okay, we yeah. can go with that. I don't want my sons to feel slighted. Anyhow, so why don't you explain the family dynamics a little bit, Natalie, because our podcast is called He Said, She Said. Um, so we obviously want to introduce uh, the male and female perspective on things. Um, but why don't you explain a little bit about the family dynamics? Yeah, I think it was, he said, she said, was so important because it's representative of who we are because we are our own entities and we value and celebrate the differences between uh, the perspectives of men and women. Um, We agree on a lot of things, but we also disagree on some things, which is this really cool dynamic where we have us kind of talking about certain things. And don't worry, I'll be correcting my daughter. It (laughs) might be the other way around. (laughs) Cool. So our slogan is where faith intersects with culture. Um, it's it's gonna we're gonna be highlighting the importance of faith 
faith emerging with or emerging with culture or intersecting with culture because we we all we all have a worldview and yeah. we're not going to hide it we we certainly have a biblical or a christian christian worldview and uh, that's kind of the framework that we look look at life and uh, in, in culture uh, but we're going to be uh, uh platforming opposing perspectives uh, on this podcast, um, yeah. we're going to have uh, occasionally, um, maybe fifty percent of the time, we're going to have different different guests with with opposing views because we we uh, respect everyone's uh, opinions and perspectives, and we want to we want to voice some of them. I have this philosophy in my search or, or quest for for knowledge and to understand things. Eat the chicken, spit out the bones. Yeah, I think that we can we can learn something from everyone in every perspective. And uh, I, we, we want to kind of develop a culture that respects all these different perspectives and then let you decide on which one you believe in. So uh, that's kind of the kind of our framework. Yeah, absolutely. I think providing a space for listeners to hear both sides and just decide for themselves can be really healthy in navigating um, our own specific worldview. And recently we've kind of been talking about how many Christians tend to live functionally compartmentalized lives, you know, real life versus spiritual life. And we truly believe and live by that faith should or does inform every aspect or facet of our life. Yep. And again, we're not going to hide that we believe in the authoritative Word of God. In other words, the the Bible, the, the Holy Bible, we believe as the Word of God. Uh, while some people have a perspective that it's it's a good, it's a, a book on morals and ethics and uh, a, a different philosophy, which I believe in all those things, uh, but we also believe that that God spoke these words to men, and men put these words into a, a book that we call the the Bible, and we're certainly not ashamed about that. But I think it's important for everyone to understand that that that's kind of the way that we we look at we look at life. We kind of use use the Bible to inform us on how we uh, we act, mm-hmm. how we react. Um, so uh, what do we mean by culture, Natalie? What do you, why don't you explain that just so people have a good understanding of what we mean by culture, faith intersecting, intersecting with culture? Yeah, so I went ahead and I just wanted to Google some definitions. And one of the definitions that came up is integrated system of learned behavioral patterns that are characteristic of the members of any given society. Culture is the total way of life of particular groups of people. And in this podcast, we are going to be predominantly focused on, you know, Western culture and the culture within American society. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, I want to share a little bit about uh, something that that Lauren Cunningham, who um, was the founder of Youth with a Mission and Bill Bright, who was the founder of Campus Crusade for for Christ, kind of developed this idea of um, what what culture is made up of, and there were they introduced this this seven mountain mm-hmm. kind of perspective, uh, which I'm going to explain in in a minute. But again, I want to I want to preface it with with this: one of my philosophies in, pers- in my pursuit of knowledge is to eat the chicken and spit out the bones. And the reason why I mention that is because some some people have heard of this seven mountains, and they kind of get this picture in their mind of well, Christians just want a theocracy; they want to yeah. dictate the way people believe their religious beliefs, and we want to push the, our religious belief on people. While I think that can kind of come out in this, this seven mountain idea, uh, this seven mountain paradigm, I want, to, I want to say that I don't believe that, and I don't think you believe that 
No, I wouldn't it, tend to lean that way either. Yeah. So um, we we want our faith to to influence the way that we think, and we certainly we certainly want to reveal to other people that there's there could be a better way, or that 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 there maybe they should contemplate on on you know God, a belief in God, or a, a transcendent being. We we happen to believe that there's there's one God. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we'll, we'll talk more about that. So when we introduce these seven pillars or seven mountains of society, we're not saying that we totally subscribe to everything that uh, Lauren, Lauren Cunningham and Bill Bright believe. But we, we think it's kind of interesting because of their uh, th- their idea that that our, our faith should influence the way that we think about these things. And when we mention our faith, you know what you know what we think about you. You know what that pertains to our Christian yeah. faith, but but everybody has faith, you know, some sort of faith or belief system, or, or so. Um, you can, we can just talk about these things. So, anyhow, uh, so th- this first uh, this first mountain or first paradigm is the mountain of religion, and because I'm a pastor, I've had a lot of time to to think about this, but. There are a lot of religious beliefs in America. I mean, we are the melting pot. So there's different mm-hmm. cultures, different people that move from all over the world to this country. So uh, we have just about every sort of flavor in this country as, as far as <laughs> Every religion. sort of flavor. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, you know, which is, which is great. And I think it's enriching, enriching to, to a culture. But America or Western culture has been predominantly based on a Judeo-Christian view or world worldview. Um, so in, in, in the West, Christianity and Catholicism are, are the predominant, but there seems to be a lot of postmodern views that are increasingly being accepted and the concept of God is being rejected. I mean, we hear mm-hmm. about this all the time. I, I realize that many people don't believe in a God. They just believe in, you know, mankind, and um, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing beyond that or no intellect yeah. behind, beyond that. So we recognize that some people believe that way, and this is especially true in, in Europe. Um, we, see, we see postmodernism kind of taking over Europe. Uh, the Christian church is described in the Greek language as the ecclesia. This could actually be a whole other podcast. Um, I, I just spoke on the ecclesia in a church service at Bethel Christian Fellowship uh, just this past Sunday, which yeah. what's the date because we may not release this podcast seven. right away. So it was on the on February 27th at Bethel Christian Fellowship. So if anybody wanted to listen to that, they can go on the BethelCF.com website and get yeah. that off the sermon archive. But I talked about the ecclesia, and we'll touch on that and what that means. Um, we don't. Again, we don't condone a theocracy. Even though we believe this way, we certainly don't want to dictate that you believe this way. Um, but uh, we, we certainly value all perspectives, and so we value ours, obviously, and we want to share what that is. Uh, we know that the, the church should have a great influence in all spheres that, that make up society. So uh, the, what, what we believe touches every sector of society. Uh, and I think that's all I want to say about religion. Why don't you talk, Natalie, a little bit about the family mountain? Yeah, and I think the family uh, is probably one of my most favorite things to talk about. Uh, I think the family is the building block of any sort of community, and God desires that men, women, and children within a family be united as one in his love. Uh, you can just look at Romans eight fourteen through 17 as a reference of that. And I did a little bit of research on the families in the United States. 
and it's very evident that they've been under attack for a while. Uh, fatherlessness is a huge one. Uh, the divorce rates are at an all-time high. 50% of the divorce rates are actually within the Christian um, community. Which is sad. It is sad. Um, abuse, pornography, and a lot of other negative influences that have brought a lot of dysfunction to American life. Uh, I went ahead and went to the U.S. Census Bureau just to look at some statistics. And in Rochester alone, 59% of children are living without a father in the home. That's more than half of the children living in our city that live without fathers. And that stems into um, the likelihood of poverty, prison time, graduation rates, uh, and just within the United States, 43% of children are living in fatherlessness homes, which, again, that's one in four children, which I didn't think it was that many um, before I looked at that. And that's just so shocking to me. And um, I think we truly believe that God is calling fathers and mothers to bring order to the chaos that the enemy has unleashed. And, you know, the outside world may be corrupt, but uh, we have the power and ability to educate our children within a home. Um, so they can kind of be a light to the community elsewhere. And I think that starts with bringing healing to marriages and relationships and parents with children, husbands and wives, uh, and just maintaining a moral foundation for children in the future to stand upon. So just thinking about the, the sort of people that might be listening to this podcast, we're not assuming that, that uh, everyone that listens to this podcast is a Christian. You mentioned a word that might be, need some clarification. Enemy. What do you mean by enemy? You know, enemies of these, these like the, you mentioned how there's there's an enemy that's kind of destroying families. So I think we should at least touch on that. We can elaborate on that a little bit oh, more yeah. later. But. Absolutely. I mean, uh, just looking in the Bible, if you are not a Christian, it says uh, Satan, the devil, he is the prince of this world. And his goal is to steal, kill and destroy. Um, and I, I think he targets the family mainly um, through things like pornography and abuse And that's just one of the things, you know, we talk a lot about in the Christian community that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but of spirits and principalities. And essentially that's, there's a spiritual realm and there is good and evil and there's an enemy that is trying to attack us. Um, And I think one of the ways he does that is through breaking down um, healthy familial relationships. So, so obviously, we believe in a parallel world. Yes, there's been a lot of movies, <laughs> Stranger you know, like, Things. Like that. Yeah, Stranger Stranger Things, and uh, in in a way that uh, that new show that you turned me on to on Netflix. Oh, the hundred. Yeah, the the hundred. You know, yes. there's kind of this parallel world. It's kind of like it's kind of like the movie Matrix. You know, the red pill or the blue Basically. pill. Basically. Yeah. So, you know, we as Christians believe there is a parallel world. There's a natural realm that everybody sees and hears and smells and touches. And there's a spiritual realm that's that's just as real as the natural realm. Absolutely. But uh, I, quite frankly, I think most Christians aren't even very aware of the spiritual realm. We're more concentrated mm-hmm. on the, 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 the physical realm. But we certainly believe there's a parallel realm. And in that parallel realm, there's there's a good side and there's a an, an evil side. And the evil that Natalie was speaking was, I, I think you articulated it perfectly, is, is that there's there's something that this seems to be against us, trying mm. to d- destroy the things that that we believe are good and and, and healthy. Absolutely. A- and we as Christians believe that that's there's a demonic realm, there's a Satan, who's warring against us. Then on the heavenly side, there's a God who loves us. We believe God, uh, the perfect definition of God, it's described in Scripture as he's a God that is loving. God is God is love. 
and there, are, there is the angelic realm who are warring on our behalf. And again, you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk more about this, but I just wanted to clarify some of these words that some of you might be unfamiliar with or wondering, okay, what do they mean by Yeah, absolutely. Enemy? So, cool. So then this, uh, the next mountain is the education mountain. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, Natalie? Yes, I think I have a unique perspective of this because I'm currently in um, the higher education sphere. But right now I just want to focus on um, the children and what they are faced against within the school system. I think they're inundated with teachings and ideologies that do not line up with scripture. And though I don't believe that schools need to necessarily enforce or incorporate Christian perspectives and the Bible into their educational approach, uh, I do believe that we as um, parents and mentors have a responsibility to educate children um, ourselves through a Christian lens, and that can be obviously outside of a, a school building. And we have the ability to influence children in schools through exhibiting Christian values like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Um, you know, in my inner city ministry at Tacoma House, though we do talk about Jesus um, and how much he loves them, a lot of what the kids see through us is just these Christian values that we exhibit to them. You know, we have peace that surpasses all understanding. We have supernatural patience with them, which is needed a lot of the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Four kids. Four, yeah, a lot of kids. Four kids. Your kids were great. Yeah, they were wonderful. Your kids were, especially your daughter. Oh, yeah, especially. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I just think that uh, part of our mandate is to be a part of leadership, like being in the school board, teachers, principals, et cetera. And, you know, in the Bible, it says they'll know Jesus by our love for one another, and we don't need uh, theocracy to do so. Um, And I think a reintroduction of biblical truth is key to renewal and restoration in America's education system. Um, but that really can just be done through our actions and how we love, how we love on these children. Well, again, I think Natalie and uh, and I are in agreement with this. Um, and in this, this view might be a little bit controversial to some of my Christian, Christian friends, but, um, I would, I don't believe that the Bible should be taught in a public school system because once you open that door, you know, you begin to open the, uh, the 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 door to other religious beliefs. I, I just honestly, I, I I think I think the public school system should should focus on academics, and not teach our kids about s- sexual habits. I mean, teach them biology, the difference between a man, the man and a woman. But you know, when it comes to the the discussion about the birds and the bees, I, I think I trust myself a lot better than I trust someone else to talk to my you know, that talk to my kids about the birds and the bees and absolutely the same with religious perspectives. I mean, leave, leave that to the families at home. It, it, that might be a little controversial among my, on my Christian friends, but that's just what I believe. So if you think I should believe differently, then you can convince me. <laughs> so, we'll welcome you on the podcast. Yeah. We'll welcome you on the podcast. But again, we're going to talk more about these things. We're just going to have touch on these just so you have an idea what we're going to be talking about in another podcast. Mm. So uh, the next mountain is the government mountain. Um, many times as exemplified in the Old Testament, a nation's moral standards are dependent on those exhibited by its leaders. I mean, this is, this is kind of obvious with what's going on in this, in mm, this country. Of it's kind of all sorts of craziness. You know, whatever, whatever side you take, depending on who you elect, elect into office, well, generally, you're electing someone into office because they, they promote your political views or your moral views or eth- ethical ethical views. Um, so depending on who's in office is going to determine uh, what the nation what the nation looks like. And there's all, 
all sorts of other things that are dependent on that. You know, we as we as Christians, and I know this could, this could be a bit controversial because there are a couple different camps to this. Um, we Christians talk about the kingdom of God, and we believe that there's a there's a kingdom that can't be seen that's with within us. When Jesus first showed up on the scene, one of his first sermons was about the kingdom of heaven is at is at hand. Mm-hmm. Obviously, to the disappointment of the disciples at first, he was not talking about a physical kingdom with a physical king yet. Yet. There will one day be that. But Jesus was obviously talking about a different sort of kingdom. He was ca- talking more about really the, the culture uh, like a, a Christian culture. He was talking about the kingdom of heaven, you know, so that that those cultures and those ethics should influence yeah. the way they act and what they believe. So um, there, there is that. But so there are people that hold the view that the kingdom of God is so vastly different mm. than the kingdom of man. Man or Christian shouldn't even be involved in the political process. I don't hold that view, but I, but I do, I do hold the view that you can't legislate morality. I, I don't think that we should just take take the Bible and in every every ethic in every view in Bi- in the Bible we should make laws to make sure that everybody is controlled by those by those laws. I, I really believe that Christians should be in the business about influencing people mm-hmm. rather than coercing or manipulating people or telling them they have to believe a certain thing. Absolutely. So, but we have an opportunity in this country to be involved in the political process. We have a very unique government. And uh, the, the the way that our the way to the way that our our, our nation operates, um, it's really power of the people. We vote people into office. Mm. You know, every every individual, whether you're male or female, black, white, yellow, green, <laughs> you have you have a you have a say. Yeah. You know, which is which is kind of a unique form of of government, which comes out of Greece and then eventually Rome, but uh, our our democratic system but um so we think christians should be involved in the political process you know vote vote your issues um it, it's a way that you can bring positive change it's it's a way that you can restrain evil i mean it's pretty clear in scripture that that laws restrain evil it's, it's really i think the primary purpose of, of laws so uh everybody's not running around stealing everybody's stuff keep us in check a little it keeps bit you in check absolutely um while we as Christians have this inner law mm. in us because we believe the Spirit of God is in us telling us, you know, what is good and, and what is bad. That law in my life is more important than laws written by men because there are some laws that I absolutely disagree with that are inconsistent with the laws that, mm. that I believe in that are in- internal from a biblical perspective. Like, we'll talk about this on a later podcast. We have both Natalie and I have a have, have an issue with abortion. We think yeah. it's it's murder. It's killing babies. It's, it's and it's it, and it's a, a tragedy and a sin on a group of people that actually have no voice. They have mm. no say. And uh, but abortion is is legal in most states in, in this country. So there are some things that I believe should be should be laws. I mean, most people would agree that you can't go around killing whoever whoever you want. But it seems okay. To do that with babies, I take issue with that. Yeah. Um, so we know that we know that uh, that that government is one of those important important mo- mountains, and we'll talk more about that later. And then, what's the next mountain, Natalie? The next mountain is the media mountain. I'm talking about that too. I'm talking. You're talking too much. about you're talking so much. No, we're we're gonna skip to arts entertainment, so you guys can hear 
a nice sweet voice in between yeah. my fathers. Just in case you're sick of mine. <laughs> um, but arts, entertainment, and sports, I think um, that is so influential, especially in my generation. I am Gen Z, so age 19 through 24. And I just feel like a lot of us are so immersed in social media and entertainment. And it just permeates our lives um, so much to the point that it affects our decision making, our mood. You can look at studies that social media can um, increase stress levels, uh, suicidal thoughts, increases your stress level. Yeah, thankfully you're not on social media that much, are you? No, I got a fast social media. It just makes me mad. <laughs> it is. It's it's frustrating. I'm trying to fast social media too. Well, it's like living. It's like living through sound bites. It's it seems to be the primary place that most people get their news, and it's just so it's so slanted and. It is Facebook news. I used to look at it all the time. That's how I found that Taco Bell used horse horse meat in their tacos. They really use no, it's meat? false, yeah, but it's it's Facebook. That's media and. <laughs> everything for you um but I, yeah i'd eat a horse you'd eat a horse well, well sure i've eaten a dog it's meat that's disgusting where did you eat a dog india oh yeah in india india yeah but but it wasn't a normal dog what was it it was oh, yeah. a it was a jungle dog it was jungle wolf oh yeah jung- <laughs> jungle, jungle wolf. wolf they um which means any dog that you want to eat is called a jungle wolf in essentially india. it's just any dog that isn't cute by nature it's just okay. a jungle wolf and free game to eat can we can we use that same idea with no i won't go there <laughs> let's not go there with people with people <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke uh we do not promote cannibalism on this podcast just to throw that out there no but i love vegetarians i love the way they taste vegetarians <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm not gonna explain that we'll let you figure that out no Sorry, we'll, we'll expand you. on go that ahead. that's okay that's okay uh back to what we should be talking about arts entertainment and sports Again, very influential for- forces that shape our society. Um, as anyone can see, there is such a heavy reliance on um, sex, drugs, alcohol, um, and those place a significant influence. And the body of Christ needs powerful, righteous men and women who are not afraid uh, to take their God-given talents into the arts and entertainment arenas. I think that's one of the reasons why the Lord has given us the talents we have to glorify him. Um, and who he is and who he's created us to be, but also influence people and culture around us. And he uses us. I mean, we're blessed to be ambassadors that he can use to influence us and to fulfill his purposes on earth. And arts, media, entertainment, sports are just one of the outlets that we can do that in. And nowadays, because of cancel culture, if you hold to a certain political view or ideology or even even Christians are getting canceled because they don't agree yeah. with current current culture or the status status quo, which um, you know we take strong issue with, and that's another idea for a pa- podcast. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Of course, a lot of people have talked about that. But um, all right, what's next? So what's next? We could because we skipped over media. I'm not going to say a whole lot about media because we, even though we consider it a separate a separate mount, mountain that em- entertainment, arts, entertainment, and sports kind of touch on touch on media but media includes includes news news station newspapers internet news radio tv in general the media has the potential to sway popular opinion on current issues based upon its reporting which Mm -hmm. is not always truthful and accurate on either side you know we realize that i mean depending on what news agency that uh 
that you're listening to, it's it certainly seems biased, very biased on, on both sides. On both you sides. You can li- listen to conservative channels, and it's conservative news. You listen to liberal channels, and it's liberal news. Um, there are some that are that are pretty balanced and not biased, but it's really hard to find them. But we certainly know that this this influences culture. Um, yeah. Then business, business, your expertise, the ability to literally create wealth through ingenuity, enterprise, creativity, and an effort, and effort, and is creativity and effort, and is a God given gift and universal impulse. So. Uh, the marketplace is a great way to to influence influence culture, and you know, just to those of you who are not Christians that might be listening to this podcast, I I believe in capitalism, but generous capitalism. I certainly think any any system, any economic system, can be corrupted depending on who's who's running it and, and who's in charge. Yeah, you need so benevolence behind it. I mean, there are people that with with a lot of wealth and they use their wealth for for selfish gain and. They're not humanitarians, and you know. So, um, I, I certainly believe in a a, a benevolent sort of generous yeah. sort of capitalism. Uh, but we can talk we can talk about that uh, later on in some other podcasts. But this is a realm realm is prone to corruption through idolatry, greed, and covetedness. In response, the church must embrace its responsibility to train, to train up those who are called into the marketplace to manage business and provide leadership with integrity and honesty. I think Christians should be honest and full of integrity and mm. and patient and not vengeful. And, uh, you know, I believe as as a Christian who has been a businessman and an entrepreneur, I've owned a couple couple businesses and own own real estate. Um, you know, I, I and I have I have tenants. Um, so I'm I'm a landlord and I, I make it clear that this is a this is a business for me. But I'm incredibly understanding, incredibly, incredibly patient, and very, very generous. Um, but I do expect that if you're going to live in my apartment, that you have to pay rent. You know, absolutely, got, you'd be doing a disservice to them if you didn't. Absolutely, help them be sustainable. Absolutely. So, but but my my ethics and my morals and my Christian worldview come out in the way that I conduct conduct business. I, I was going to say business. <laughs> business. business. <laughs> you know, I'm an I, I'm honest, and uh, I, I apply that honesty to the way that I that I do business. It's always it's not about at the end of the day. It's it's not all about the dollar to me. Obviously, I wouldn't be in business if I wasn't making a profit. Who who would? Um, that that that's part of what drives me to be an entrepreneur. But ultimately, what am I doing with that money? I think that I should be stewarding that money. As as a believer, I believe that God owns the world. And we're in it, and he, and he wants us to be a steward of the world that, that, that he owns. So I believe that my money is not my money. Yeah. God is giving that money, me that money, to steward steward that money. To, so. And I really like what Bill Bright, he, kind, he worded it so well. He said prosperity with a purpose. Yeah, um, he like desires that. his church to use its wealth to finance the work of kingdom expansion. Prosperity with a purpose. He wants to bless us. Um, but in return, he wants us to use those blessings to bless others, which I think is is such a core value that um, the Lord teaches us. So that's all the seven mountains. Yes, that is. Would you like to add another mountain or valley? I don't know. I no. think those are just so good. Maybe yeah, we can add so one later. We'll go there. 
So uh, why don't you, Natalie, why don't you close things out and I'll, I'll have some last comments and then we'll close off this first episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really excited to kind of dive into some of the topics that we're going to be discussing, like abortion, uh, the right to bear arms. Is Jesus a socialist? Um, w- would he be a part of the social justice movement? And we really want to emphasize that our goal is to create a platform uh, so people can healthily debate certain perspectives, though we're Christians, um, does not mean we have all the same opinions. I might agree with a non-believer more than I would agree with my father on certain things. So we want to celebrate. It'd be rare, though. It'd be rare. <laughs> he tends to agree with me on a lot of things. But we want to celebrate those differences. Um, hence our slogan, he said, she said. Uh, so I think, I think that's super, super important, um, to do in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. While there are varying opinions on how Christians should live out their faith, we certainly believe that Christians should be living out their faith in every aspect, in every area of their life. Um, I think, again, I want to touch on the fact that sometimes Christians compartmentalize their lives. They, yeah. you know, their spirituality is about showing up to church on a Sunday, we believe that 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 the church, the ecclesia, is more than just showing up to the church on a Sunday. That's, in some respects, that's just the beginning. Mm. That launches you into the the rest of the week, where you're supposed to influence culture through, through what you believe, your ethics, your your, your morals, in in the place that you work, the place that you the place that you live. Um, but we again, we respect the, the varying opinions that may be out there, and we want to express some of those on, on these podcasts. Um, we believe the most effective way to transform culture is through through influence, and it's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. So, yeah. um, so we just want to thank you for joining us for our first, uh, our first podcast. What's our podcast, Natalie? He said, she said, where faith intersects in culture, daddy and daughter duo. All right. Well, thank you for joining with us and be blessed. May God be with you. (laughs) May the force force be be with with you. you. It's so corny. I know.